Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Smile and put on a happy face. I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris, the uncontested creator, Cassidus. Comic Stuff! Oh yeah, man, it is good to be back in the chair in front of a mic, dropping <laughs> those hot comic nerd news blurbs that everyone loves hot. oh so much. Blurb. <laughs> you know what else was hot was uh, Mothra's larva state. It was a lot of oh man, a lot oh. of gel action. No, she was glowing. Oh, my God. She was glowing. So warm. Oh. I mean, why did pupa. I do this? Why did I do this? Just this is, the just the word. Pupa. This was the wrong wrong way to go. There's other alternate universes where this turns out so much better for everyone, but that's not this universe. Hey man, if if being in a larval state with a loved one isn't the best in the world to you, I don't know. Okay. What to, I don't know what to say. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's the message of Godzilla King of Monsters. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> I am just a simple human. I cannot say. So this episode of Combo Characters, we are going to be doing Godzilla King of Monsters movie review. We will be hitting casting corner very very soon with the news that literally the entire internet. Cannot stop talking about. Um, we are getting to that Joker trailer. It is Bullshit, actually darn. happening. Um, and we're going to cover uh, the Amazon Prime show Good Omens. As well as something I read this week. Batman The Last Night on Earth. That's going to be a fun little exercise, I think, between the two of us. But let's uh, let's get going. Why don't you? I you know normally we do this like maybe halfway through an episode, right? Uh -huh. You know we're like we need a break from ourselves, I guess, <laughs> and we sit back, relax, get a cup of co uh, cup of coffee and a piece of pie, hit down the cast score. But we're gonna do it right off the bat. We're just gonna lean into it. It's almost the holiday uh, summer for teachers out there, so you know this is just like a little preview of how things are gonna go. Real nice and smooth and easy and clean. Let's hit it. Let's get that casting corner. <laughs> Huh? What? Now? Yeah. Stop. Now. <laughs> uh, so the right now. Yeah, right, right, like that right. That Van Halen song, right now. Right, yeah, right now. It's your We tomorrow. got a, we got a glittery Batman right now. <laughs> He's gonna be sequins oh, like Rocket Man right I, now. So many memories of like Crystal Pepsi, like Pop Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what else? Like slap bracelets? Oh, slap bracelets! There you know, you that's just like measuring tape, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? That's measuring tape. Oh, is like that what's inside? Oh, my God, yeah. yes! Oh, my God. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, take out your little slap bracelets. No, 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 no. you're 100% right. I know, I know I know. you're right. I know you're right. I know you're right. It boggles my mind still, though. Don't need Bill Nye. We got Chris Gossett in the house. <laughs> dropping that science shit on y'all, nerds. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get down to the nuts and balls of this glittery Batman fiasco. All the way down to his nuts. All right. <laughs> I mean, we already saw the nips. The bat nips have already been unleashed previously. So, Robert Pattinson, who I constantly, constantly want to refer to as Robert Patterson, not his name. Mm. Pattinson. Pattinson is his name. 
Uh, of, of course, Twilight fame has been announced as the lead Bruce Wayne Batman for Matt Reeves, the Batman coming in. It was it 2020. Um, I think so. I think it was 2020. Maybe it was 2021. Uh, pretty sure it's 2020. All right. Now we've we've talked about this before, and we I I don't have like a cool schmazzy name for it, but it's it's the Heath Ledger principle, right? Which mm-hmm. is when Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker, everyone lost their mind and said this was the worst casting choice. <laughs> only you know like in a very close second was the Michael Keaton announcement, even though like we were really young when that happened. I remember that Michael Keaton was Mr. Mom. You know, and, you know, he had kind of more of this, like, comedy background. And yeah. people were like, how is this guy going to be Batman? Like, what? He's actually really great as Bruce Wayne. I mean, he's real weird in the damn movie. You want nuts? <laughs> Let's, Let's get, get nuts. nuts. I love that meme. I know we've referenced this before. I'm going to do it again. It's him and the Joker, and they go to the nuts store, and they have Ziploc baggies full of nuts. And it, <laughs> I wanted to live in that universe. Um <clears throat> But it's the Heath Ledger principle, right? It's this idea that, that a casting announcement is made and everyone freaks out because it's, it's the worst thing you've ever heard. And then it ends up being amazing beyond belief, which is right. what Heath Ledger's Joker was. Although I did meet a couple of people this weekend where I brought I brought up the Heath oh, Ledger no. principle. And Hauntings? they were, they were like, yeah, man, these were Rodan level uh <laughs> spoilers for godzilla yeah they were they were godzilla stepping near a building and the building melting it's so good. hot so good so hot like imagine if you just just imagine for a second if you had just per chance right just the circumstance of having just made a pie as all of this shit is happening in godzilla and here comes Godzilla coming through with the radioactive heat wave. And it just heats the pie to, like, the perfect level. Yeah, you're going to die. You're going to die. But for, like, a couple of seconds, the most delicious pie. Is that the casting corner pie? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. It's the it's brought to you by, by Godzilla. Um, no, yeah, these hot takes. They were, like, I, I, I brought up the Heath Ledger principle to them because they were, they were freaking out about the Robert Pants and thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, Heath Ledger. And they're like, exactly. He was terrible. And I'm like, wow. I literally wow. speechless because I've never heard that. I've never heard somebody say that. And it, wow. it like, yeah, I just was like, OK, oh. OK. Like, that's all I could say was OK, because I'm like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to waste any time or energy on that. That sounds like to my ears, it hits me as like somebody like uh, watching Bebop sitting all through it. Like, eh, it's kind of okay. I don't know. I didn't like the jazz. It's like, what? What? What happened? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I don't like all the world building they did. What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was too informative. It was it was it was too nuanced. Didn't like it. Didn't care for it. Wow. Uh, so yeah, people uh, exist. Pe- people exist. People exist. Um, Robert Pattinson. So that that's where that's where I fall on it. Yeah. I think you have similar sentiment, but what's what are your initial thoughts on this casting choice? Uh, it's a tough look because he's a Hufflepuff, 
And we all know that he, Batman's got to be Ravenclaw or Slytherin. Slytherin's acceptable. But Hufflepuff, uh, bridge too far. Um, of course, I'm referencing Robert Pattinson's turn as Cedric Diggory. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Harry Potter, Pot- Potterheads out there. Yeah, man. Took too, too soon before his time. <laughs> the one Hufflepuff that gets mentioned, JK, you did Huff's dirty. Uh, not even just in the movies, but in the books too. Puffs just get no run, <laughs> except for Sid, and then he he tight he he bites it, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm totally with you though. I think that um, just I, this whole segment is supposed to be like, you know, what are what's our hot take on this? But I think my take is like, uh, I think the hottest take you can have is like, well, shit, man. Seeing as we're seeing where the entire DC universe is right now, they can only <laughs> yeah. go up from here. So right. let's fucking give him a chance. I these characters are so iconic, and these were my childhood. So why are they stumbling so hard on these big budget movies? Uh, yeah. I know it's just just because they're trying to keep up with Marvel, and you know that's a weird position to be in as a studio. So any anything that they can throw out, anything that they uh, can kind of energize them. I don't know in the boardroom, maybe in the writing room, especially that should be good for the franchise. So. Um, until we see product, I'm not really going to have too much of a hot take. Right. And Matt Reeves is a solid director. You know, he's the guy who did the, the Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. The, the more recent ones. Um, he can direct himself a film. So I think I think as long as they're on the same page, I don't think this is going to get away from them, a la Josh Trank and the Fan4Stick <laughs> situation. Um, other thing is Twilight was like 10 years ago. Yeah, who even remembers that anymore? People evolve. You should evolve. You should change. If you're the same person you were 10 years ago, I got news for you. You're probably doing it wrong. Like, that's <laughs> not good. Um, it's like if people, uh, you know, I, this is going to be a weird grab, but like, it's like if you took Justin Timberlake from Sync days and just were like, he's always going to be that. And he, he clearly isn't. He clearly wasn't. Mm. He's done other stuff. Um, you know, wh- however you feel about his music, but he's just, he's changed, you know, or like even Madonna, right? Like Madonna, when she first came on the scene and then she evolves, she changes, right? We should allow an artist, an actor, Robert Pattinson, right? This is a creative field, the ability to grow beyond Twilight. Uh, yeah. he, you know. So as long as he doesn't Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker, this thing, <laughs> It should be fine. Um, there is one big kind of like um, red flag that I kind of found uh, via Twitter. Okay. Um, Zack Snyder fucking loves this. Movie. No, yes, that's right. So based on that alone, I'm like, mm. <laughs> hard left. That's a hard, <laughs> yeah. that's a hard left. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm so glad you brought that up. It, it, it gave me pause as well. So we'll see. This is supposed to be a detective story. That's what they keep saying. That it's going to be the most, like, Murder on the Orient Express-style Batman story. Okay. You know, they're really going to lean into this world's greatest detective thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, show us. Show us. And Man, you know, like, that was, yeah. like, one of the things I remember the most from Batman the Animated Series growing up watching it. Like, whenever Ra's al Ghul came on screen, he would, uh, he would always say, uh, Detective! Yeah, detective. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, anything yeah. Oh. like that. Good. So actually, this is a, this is a, a tangent. It's an aside, but it is related to Batman. 
So before we, we move on, right, let's real quick. So Alex, you know, friend of the podcast, Alex, our friend, our actual actual friend. Um, he exists. He, no, really, guy. He's a real person. Uh, he, he, for whatever reason, he's been talking about Detective Comics recently, and he keeps calling it Tech. Right, and like Detective Comics 27 is the first Batman. It's like Tech, Tech 27, Tech, T-E-C, Tech, like, Tech, Tech. Is that like shortening pizza to Za? I, yeah, but see, it's not because at least Za is the end of the word pizza. <laughs> tech is just the middle bullshit of Detective <laughs> Comics. It doesn't make any sense at all. It makes zero sense. And here's the thing. Alex was like, well, everyone refers to Amazing Fantasy 15, First Prince of Spider-Man, as AF15. And I'm like, yeah, because those are the initials of the comic. AF15. That makes whoa, sense. Whoa. That, that's, that's like a, I'm sorry, that's, Alex. I don't know that there was going to be smoke on this podcast. That's, that's, that's if, well, no, 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 no. It's not him. This isn't directed at him. And I'll explain why in just a second. It sounds like it is, but it's not. But here's the is thing. Is that a warning shot? No, no, no. Just, I'll explain it just a second. But, like, then if, if you go by that same, like, process, then Detective Comics 27 should be DC 27. That's how people uh, should be referring to it. Right, right. DC 27. But fine. I get it because it's DC Comics. Maybe you don't want to do that. But then pick the beginning or the end of one of the words and then figure it out. Like DEET 27, like DET, DEET. I think we settled on DEET. What like about, DEET 27. What about uh, Dick? For Detective? Like, yeah, like a for, dis- short it's, it's Dick is short for... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dick 27. That's Dick even 27. that. Even that's better than fucking Tech. Tech 27? Are you shitting me? That sounds like uh, an improved version of the Tech 9. That's what, yeah, right, the gun. Right, that's what I thought, too. Also, Batman Against Guns, so extra slap in the face. <laughs> But the reason this isn't aimed at Alex is because he was right. That is what the comic nerds refer to it as, the tech. They, ref- they, they shortened Detective Comics, the comic book, to tech. And it's the dumbest shit that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And I hate reading it, and I hate when people message it out there. Just mm-hmm. let's let's change this, please. I wish we had, you know, I know we have the many listeners, the great CBC universe. True of course. True. Like, this is not a shot, y'all. I wish we had the platform of like an HBO John Oliver situation where I can be like hashtagging something and like really get because I I'm just I'm tired of it, man. I do not I'm not on board for this tech shit. I'm not I'm not here for it. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's all I gotta say about it. That's what I gotta say about it. All right. <laughs> I think Robert Pattinson's gonna be fine. Um, I, I think at worst he's going to be okay, and and if we're lucky, we might get another ledger scenario, and that would be great. Yeah. Uh, let's do it, man. We're finally going to do it for. That's the right. Listeners. It's NBA talk once again. <laughs> we're coming to you after Game Two. Of yeah. Who who's, who saw that eighteen zero run by the Warriors to start the third quarter? That was really crazy, guys. Like no one thought that was going to happen. Plus, Clay Thompson went down, and what? That's so crazy. How are they still winning this game? He tripped over his lack of swagger. That's what happened. Oh man. Oh, uh, uh, well, the tethered it was Kawhi. Left hamstring. Right. Right. Um, all right. No, no, no. Seriously, though. Joker trailer, right? This movie's coming out in October. It's got Joaquin Phoenix in it. it had that really crazy, creepy little teaser video thing that first came out with the with the song. And now he's telling us to smile 
and put on a happy face. After seeing this trailer, Chris, do you feel like you have a happy face about the future of the Joker? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I suppose so. It's just, I don't know, the Joker's such a weird kind of a character in my kind of head. Like, he holds uh -huh. this, like, almost mythic space of, like, um, true chaotic evil. So, right. Like, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's almost like an elemental, right? right almost yeah. like a, yeah. I, it's not like somebody I want to root for. It's not somebody I sure. want to, like, uh, I, I definitely want to see his machinations at play. I mean, I think I love the whole, Heath Le the brilliance of Heath Ledger's Joker is that, like, yeah, you can come to him if you're truly desperate, and that's what the mob does, but right. <laughs> he's going to take it from there, man. You can't control him. It's, it's, it's chaos. Right. Um, I think the best kind of uh, sentiment I heard about, uh, and this is just out in the world, I was in the, the Think Geek store in the mall, and um, I was like, kind of just trying to see what's on sale, see what's going on. But um, this one kid was in there. This little kid, he couldn't have been more than like uh, four years old. He goes, mm -hmm. "Oh, look, the Joker!" And he he, he starts like uh, kind of like going, "Yeah, yeah!" And he starts doing like knife motions and shit. And then <laughs> his, his dad kind of gets freaked out and asks his mom, "How does he know about the Joker?" It's like that's that should be the kind of space the Joker has in everybody's conscious. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't yeah. really want to engage with that character at all. So, yeah, he just yeah, I mean, he just that, enters the mind space of people <laughs> as they yeah as they, as they exist. Loss of innocence happened or something. Yeah, that man. I really wish I was there for that. The look on the father's face was great. <laughs> Genuine the, concern. Like, oh no, we have failed somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, like a, a bloody car accident that you didn't want your kids to see. What I really love about this trailer and just the whole feel of the film honestly is that it just feels so different you know when we talked uh in our end game episode and we ranked all the mcu films and i and i talked about how winter soldier and and guardians of the galaxy and thor ragnarok especially they all did something very dynamically different from all of the other superhero films um within the mcu i think the joker has a chance to do that for dc Hmm. Now, whether it ultimately pays off or not, or it, it, it runs the way they want it to, that remains to be seen. But I think it definitely has the potential to just be a film that, yes, at its core is a comic book film, but in a lot of ways is going to present us with something very different than what we're used to. Um, and that's exciting. I think yeah. they have a good pedigree uh, with Todd Phillips, the director, and, and then Scorsese producing. And then, of course, Joaquin Phoenix is a virtuoso actor. So, yeah, I, I, I think all of that put together really, really puts it in a place where I, I, I hope that it succeeds and I think that it will. Hmm. Which uh, Joaquin Phoenix role from his past uh, illustrious career would you have him lean on to kind of? Set the tone, like, for a final version of the Joker, for Act 3 Joker. For Act 3 Joker? Because it's kind of like an origin story, right? We kind of see him, right. how he kind of snaps. And right, loses, right, 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 right. Loses sanity or whatever, but, like, yeah, full, full, you know, up to level 10 Joker. Right. Do you already have a film in mind? I feel I like do. you do. Okay, because here's what I was going to say. I, I think, not for the final act, but maybe for the first act of the film, uh -huh. I go Johnny Cash, Walk the Line. Okay. That kind of broken, like, 
creative, like a genius level intellect or like um, talent, right? But like is broken by his own demons. You can like read the brooding on his face and all that. Right, right. So I think that if you use that as the foundation for it's Arthur, right, in the Stroker movie. Yeah. If you if you use that as the foundation and then go from there, I think you're setting a good that's a good foundation to start with. For hmm. third act, though, I, I don't know. I'm actually really curious to hear what you've got in mind because I, I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, like, uh, the fucking Emperor from Gladiator. Okay, that's I was actually kind of thinking that. So Yeah, just that one scene where he's, like, watching the Gladiators fight and he has, like, his tongue out. was like, when they kind of right. start bleeding everywhere. Right. Um, yeah, that or from her. Uh, like from some her, sort of, like, okay. Uh, detached, kind of, like, sociopathic uh, attachment right. or something. Right. Like, nobody else can see but him? Right. That might work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they they cast him here by mistake. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think as they were developing this project, they very much wanted him for this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not to say that it was written for him, but it feels like they they know what they're getting into, at least on that side of it. Um, so anyway, the trailer shows us uh, sort of the we just I mean we do get to actually see Joaquin Phoenix in the full Joker garb. Um, I think my favorite thing that I've seen I probably brought this up before, but the meme it's like 1989 to create the Joker we had to throw him into a vat of acid. Uh, 2019 to create the Joker we had to throw him into society, <laughs> which is so. True and accurate that like I I have I'm at a loss for words here. <laughs> the world um, itself has become toxic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, I I think I like the the way the film is shot. The cinematography looks great. It's got a bit of like a taxi driver feel to it, which is sure. perfect. It's the perfect tone. Um, so yeah. Any other final thoughts on the Joker trailer before we move on, sir? Uh, I don't know. There's one scene in the Jack Nicholson portrayal that I kind of liked, and it's when he was like uh, tearing up a mansion, I think, or no, no, uh-huh. a museum. The museum, the art, the art gallery. Yeah, and like he stops in front of the the five dollar bill, and he goes, "Ah, oh, Lincoln, five dollar bill," and then he kind of like moves on. Yeah, and it was like, ah, he's a he's a psychopath, but he respects capitalism. That's kind of weird, and that's telling <laughs> maybe. So yeah, any any just weird quirks, just weird shit. I mean, Joker's such a fucking awesome sandbox to play in as an actor. You gotta imagine. So yeah, yeah. I, I hope he really digs it. I hope he likes it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what though? The other thing is Joaquin Phoenix has has the added advantage of coming after the Jared Leto Joker. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like it's, I think just by that alone, it's gonna look like maybe the most amazing acting performance <laughs> in the history of film. Not even to say that he actually is gonna do anything that amazing. It's just the comparative bar is so incredibly low. Yeah. Hunkamunka. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right, man, let's move on. Let's go to the movie review portion of the podcast. Yeah, we saw Godzilla, King of Monsters. Now, I don't think anyone's going to add us um, 
to tell us that, hey, is Godzilla King of Monsters really a comic book appropriate film for us to cover here on Comic Characters? Uh, one, these are a podcast. So, <laughs> fuck, if we want to cover Sound of Music, guess what? There's going to be a three-hour Sound of Music episode. No, there's, there's not. But maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Godzilla has a strong uh, comic history, uh, a lot of Dark Horse IDW publishing. I believe Marvel at one point got their hands on Godzilla, and there is a comic where Godzilla fights the Avengers. Oh shit, really? And I really <laughs> need to find that comic. I, I, I'm like 90, I'm, I'm 99% sure that it exists. Uh, you <laughs> know, I'm going to say 100. Dream? It's 100%. I'm going to go 100%. It does exist. Uh, just need to find it. I don't even understand how it could happen or what the story is or if they go to like an altered dimension or what. Mm. But uh, yeah, Godzilla. I know, I know I've seen a panel of Godzilla fighting Iron Man. <laughs> so just got to find the rest of it, I guess. Um, that being said, this is also in a very... Uh, okay, and again, always, as anyone who's listened to our movie reviews... Spoiler alert, we will spoil stuff. We're not going to not spoil it for you guys. So if you haven't seen the movie, you can stop here or come back to it, whatever you want to do. Um, the movie feels like a comic book movie in a lot of ways. Hmm. Uh, there's a, some... Uh, I wouldn't even say like a sophisticated comic film. I'm talking more like a Justice League type of film where <laughs> characters, uh, especially human characters, are just making weird choices... And surviving scenarios that they should not be surviving um, as these giant monsters uh, wreak havoc through the, the various uh, locations that they have. Uh, as we go on with this, Chris, uh -huh. let's do our first segment, Flashback, Flash versus Godzilla, which just, by the way, would be a hilarious <laughs> comic book encounter i know that dc doesn't own the publishing rights to godzilla but at some point it wouldn't kill them to try to do some sort of joint venture i mean i would buy yeah, if they, this if shit Superman could fight muhammad ali i'm sure they could fight godzilla there you go i want to see flash fight godzilla <laughs> can we can we make that happen i mean because the thing is like godzilla would have a real tough time touching the flash at any point but what's the Flash going to do to Godzilla also? Like, <laughs> he can run up and down him a bunch, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, uh, flashback. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say a real Ant-Man Thanos situation might be. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> flashback Flash versus Godzilla. Chris, why don't you, in, you know what? Instead of even. Are I'm you going to make me this. speak like Godzilla? Is that what's going to happen? No, I was thinking about it. But instead of even trying to uh, to really summarize the film, I want you this time to just give me your reactions to the various kaiju monsters yeah. in Godzilla. So yeah. I'm going to name a monster, mm -hmm. and I just want your react. Like, what was your reaction when you saw this film? Yeah. Uh, when that particular monster appeared. Perfect. Okay, that's all I want. That's all I want from you. All right. Okay, this is really the first one's real obvious. It's Godzilla. Oh, the Chungus. Uh, thick with two C's. Yeah, so chunky. Uh, he, he's a big, big boy. He's a sweet boy. Uh, 
so just uh, asserting dominance. Dominant. That's the key. He's very dominant. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What about Rodan, the the volcano demon? Fucking hot topic, circa 2002. <laughs> listens to Blink 182 every day. Some 41. He's a fat but, motherfucker. Any Avril Lavigne in there, maybe a little bit, like little, or like just, a sprinkling of Paramore, just a tiny. <laughs> just a little yeah, bit. no, real cool guy. You know what I mean? This fucking right, guy. right, right. This guy. So, so he bought his identity at the store, kind of yep. situation. Right, right. Okay. What about uh, King Ghidorah? King Ghidorah, three heads. King so Ghidorah. many heads. That's not really. Uh, I think I heard the term Scylla knocked around in there a couple of times. Six heads. So let's not sleep <laughs> on the classical Greek mythology. Um, but, <laughs> but yet the fucking metalest shit ever I've ever seen on an IMAX screen was uh, King Ghidorah like sitting on top of the volcano with like the lightning coming down and the sky yeah. all blackened and it's just a silhouette and then the cross in the foreground. The fucking the fucking Iron Maiden album yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was top notch. That that was. I want to buy nice, and nice, to nice. put that scene on. That's so good. So good. All right. And I'm going to say what I probably could imagine is your favorite for last. Uh-huh. Our Lady Mothra, Queen of the Monsters. So warm and fuzzy. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah, like some fuzz. Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Good uh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, thank you. I guess you for, for that. It. I know it's it really it really really is a hundred percent my fault. Uh, also, shouts to King Kong for sort of making a cameo a little bit. You saw like his shoulder at one point, like his shoulder and his like neck. All right, all right, guys, we get it. You're teasing it. All right, our first, uh, I guess, review segment is Excelsior, of course. Eggs. Yes, thank you, Stan. Oh, every time. I love it. I just love it. Uh, This is our favorite segment of the movie. Our most outstanding memorable aspect of the film can be narrative character, set piece, etc. Chris, what was your Excelsior um, moment or character? Man, there's like a whole lot of oh shit moments that went on in this movie. Yeah. Um, Shit. I think... I'm gonna have to steal like the coolest one, and it's just okay. Godzilla going nuclear and like uh, walking through Boston. Fuck you, Boston, by the way. Man, some, some, rings, some, my dick for the back. Some, some yeah. Yankees fans wrote this film, man. They really they fuck up Boston for no reason. Like just, <laughs> just it's the last showdown. It's the end of the third act. Godzilla is on his way to fucking fuck Ghidorah up again. And he's just every step is just fucking melting down every single building around him. That was so fucking cool to see. It was. It was really cool. Um, also, the just the special effects were really great, especially in those kind of moments. I'll tell you one, and this actually comes with another tangent story that I yeah. know the listeners love so much. There's a movie called Jason X, uh, usually also subtitled Jason in Space. And, um, you know, uh, Ignacio and I, Ig, uh, Daddy Boy, OG, OG. Ig, we watched we watched this film together. And in that film, not uh, so there's Jason is in space and he's 
floating, somehow propelling in space. <laughs> and he's coming toward the like little shuttle ship that the few remaining survivors are on at the end of the film. And it looks like he's about to get them. And all of a sudden, this dude who you thought died earlier in the film comes out of nowhere and does a space tackle. <laughs> he does a tackle in space, and he tackles Jason away. And, <laughs> and Iggy and I lost our goddamn minds when this happened uh, the first time we saw it. We must have, we must have like rewound that part like 10 or 15 times. I'm not joking. <laughs> it was amazing. I'll never forget it. There was a similar moment in Godzilla King Monsters where Godzilla does a space tackle, or a, I'm sorry, a sea tackle. tackle. He does a sea tackle, and I was like, yes! It immediately made me think of Jason X. So that's great. Highlight, one of the highlights of my life, Jason X, <laughs> uh, bringing it back. Also, although this was a sad, technically a sad part, really loved it. Um, when King Ghidorah fights Godzilla the first time, he he does him dirty. He knocks him down. And Godzilla, they show a quick shot of Godzilla, like, falling. I think he's falling through ice. Uh, his feet go up. <laughs> like he slipped on a banana. <laughs> as he's, like, sinking down. And it was... Oh, my God. I mean, just the most unintentionally hilarious thing I've seen in a, in a really long time. I can't wait to check out the Blu-ray just to go straight to that scene. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of good things. This film, I will say, is really fun. You cannot take it too seriously. Oh yeah, it, it, it's one of those turn your brain off. The human, all the humans are idiots. Uh, <laughs> they're all doing weird stuff that doesn't make any sense. And um, but if you just let go and just have fun with it, it it's a really good time. That being said. Let's move on to the Bizarro section of the review. Look, it am our most famous superhero. Yes, it be Bizarro number one. It me Bizarro number one. Uh, by the way, that that little clip is it just me or does that sound like um, Zap Brannigan? It totally does. Now you mention it, right? I wonder if that's the same voice. It might be the same voice actor. Probably is. Oh. Um, this is what didn't work in the film. It can be a miscasting, poor directing, special effects, not really cutting it, writing, etc. Uh -huh. uh, for me, I mean, you kind of already hinted at it. Pretty much anything the humans do uh, <laughs> is ridiculous. They, uh, we, we, we joked that uh, that Coach, that uh, Kyle Chandler is, uh, I called him a Barry Sue, <laughs> I think. Uh, he he as a what is he he's like a photographer right he's a nature photographer that somehow is like also like a gi joe and like a like a like a world-class scientist mm -hmm. and he's just i mean he's just doing everything uh, all for his family does a real vin diesel <laughs> Uh, Fast and the Furious thing here, where he's, it's all about his family. Uh, literally, as his wife like betrays the literally the world, she betrays the world. Uh, he's like, but my family, and it's <laughs> I don't know, man. That uh, look, I, I didn't really bother me that much because again, I kind of knew that this movie was going to be ridiculous. I wanted it to be ridiculous. I didn't let the dumb human stuff get in the way of the fun of the film. But for you, what was like the bizarro? 
stuff. Man, um, I don't know. I think you, you kind of like uh, just the weirdness of all, like him like interrupting like a, a military or paramilitary, whatever the hell monarch is proceeding and like saying like, yeah, your strategy or whatever your plan you had. Let's not do that. Let's do this thing I said because I want to get my I want to get Maddie back. Where's Maddie? Where's Maddie. Daughter? Where's Maddie? Uh, and then and they keep listening to him he's like open the hatch they're like "Uh, i guess we gotta open the hatch." you know what it was like it was like in game of thrones oh boy here Uh we go when Tyrion is in shackles (laughs) in the final episode they are trying he's creating policy and nominating the king and then they're just like, oh, yeah, this guy, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> what? What is happening right now? What is what is happening? It's. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> For that, me, though, I think uh, yeah. I think the only thing that kind of like surpasses that in this and like um, if you think about it a little too hard and just the tiniest bit too hard, it'll take you completely out of the movie. But Monarch as an organization, like they must have limitless resources. <laughs> Because yeah. they have stations around the world, they have the highest all over the world he's ever seen uh, in any world government. <laughs> they can do whatever the fuck they want. Trillions of, of dollars must have been spent to get all this infrastructure up and running. And yeah, <laughs> that one scene where Rodan is kind of like uh, flanked by the squadron of F twenty two Raptors, which cost a billion dollars a piece, and he just tears through them. I was just yeah. like, Christ, the money in this movie. <laughs> The money. Yeah. Why didn't they just end world hunger? Like what they could have done so much more. Like, what are you what are you doing, Monarch? Like what what is happening right now? <laughs> it, it's nuts, yeah. Ah oh, man. I bet you there's some nerd that made like a YouTube video about like what's the fiscal cost of running <laughs> Monarch and, and their various stations. It's yeah, that is tough look. But look, again, this is not that kind of movie. You just got to go with it. Yeah. You're going to have a bad time if you pizza when you're supposed to french fry. You, you just got to <laughs> you just got to let go and just just enjoy it. Just do not question stuff cuz yeah. It's not going to work out too well. All right, let's go to our second to last segment. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Up. Oh, hey, hey Peter Parker, do, do you uh do you got something for me, Peter Parker? <laughs> Hey Peter Parker, <laughs> you got something for me? No, no, no. I, I yeah. mean, uh, uh, have you seen the? <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen the meme where he's he gives her a pile of dirty dishes? Oh no! Oh what? Come on! No! No! Oh, Come on, man. massage! Come on, misogynistic nerds! Oh. Be better! Be better! It's 2019. I'm oh. not gonna lie, it was. See, I don't know which is worse. I don't know me taking it to, like, you know, Marvel Dark or, like, uh, the fucking Inside. Well, no, it's you. It's you. It's you. Because he's a minor, dude. He's a minor. Not where it counts. Oh. The strength of of a Spider-Man? Come on. Uh, You know, instant kill mode, you know? (laughs) Um, I mean, Captain Marvel, she's got, like, cosmic power, so she could... She could handle. Anyway, no, no. Why am I even hating this? No. Yes. Now you're on board. No, 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 Also, not on board with the dishes one either. By the way, just that's just out there. You said that was better than mine. So 
Uh, Why is, like it's that? less it's less depraved, I think. I don't know. They're both they're both really bad looks, man. They're both a J.R. Smith like shot right falling out of bounds. You know, with with twenty seconds left on the clock. Like there was no reason to take that shot. That's what both of those are. That so all right. Hey everyone, best new character, object location, etc. presented in the film. Uh I'm gonna go first this time. Um are you? Are you going? Yeah, no, I've just, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. This is actually Millie Bobby Brown's debut, film debut. Is it? Uh, from, of course, from, yeah, from Stranger Things. Um, I won't say her, but she does do really great. I, I really liked her uh, in this movie as Maddie. I think she was like the, um, the, the, what was it, the three bears? What's the, what's the what? fable? Are you talking about the Goldilocks? Go- what the fuck are you saying? Goldilocks. Goldilocks. I wanted to say the Golden Bears. That's what it, that was was in my head. The Golden Bears. The Goldilocks and the Three Bears. She she was like the just right temperament for the film, where <laughs> where Kyle Chandler was like on another fucking planet, and then the mom like just what is, but like she was like the right amount. So you know she kind of stuck out as being really great. Um, yeah. I'm gonna just say I'm gonna say King Ghidorah. Okay. Uh, Godzilla's my boy. Don't get me wrong, but we've seen him before. I can't give it to him. He did look a little different. I'll, I'll actually talk about something in the trivia in a minute that, that makes him a little different. But um, I'll go King Ghidorah. Uh, at one point, King Ghidorah's, one of his heads get rips, gets ripped off. That's That was unexpected. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about the awesome on top of Volcano lightning cross scene. Yeah. Uh, that alone is maybe one of the coolest things I've ever seen on an IMAX screen. So King Ghidorah gets my vote. What about you? Uh, I guess I can't say Mothra, right? Uh, you can say Mothra. To keep with what, the meme. What... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if I can't say Mothra... Um... I mean, you can say Mothra if you want. She, this was her first appearance in this universe, Godzilla. Okay. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, from, for monsters, I was going to say Mothra. For humans, I was going to say Serizawa. Was it, was it his first appearance? No, no, no. He was in the last one. He was. He was in the 2014. Yeah, it's like him, oh, the the scientist I, who dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, I saw the Brian Cranston one. Uh, it's just like I remember so little of it now. <laughs> right. It's almost like it's not the same thing at all, but yeah. it is, which is weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mafia then for sure. Uh, yeah. Just the whole Mothra's concept, great. like uh, they had a nice interaction going before like uh, Tywin came and killed everybody. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I, I think yeah, supposed because I I'm, I was thinking Tywin for a second, but I kind of lost like the train of thought of his whole thread, uh, his through line to the story. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think Mothra's kind of whole overarching kind of like design and like uh, the way she's used in the movie was kind of yeah, pretty neat. Design is just great. If anything, if anything, spoilers. Yeah. Sad to see her go. Like right. I want more Mothra. Oh, for sure. And, and 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 the way they wrote it, you can't even really do a prequel with her. Like, yeah, you, this is it. Like, well, there's nowhere else to go unless they have like a, like they find another egg or something. Larva, like Mothra yeah. two. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I get that there has to be stakes mm-hmm. uh, of some sort in the film, but yeah, didn't I honestly would the writers rather have seen Rodan t- taken down? Yeah, it was uh, the, the one scene that kind of like sold me on like how cool that character was. Was um, like when Kyle Chandler's leaving for reasons I forget. Like it's the midpoint of Act Two, um, 
and he's like, uh, it's raining, and he's kind of like on the offspree, but he sees like something coming through the clouds. So he goes to kind of look, and it's Mothra, mm-hmm. and she's like, just the more brilliant than the sun, kind of just flapping and like yeah. sending energy down to where Godzilla is, because yeah. at that point Godzilla's kind of wrecked. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. Taking the big L, taking the big L, Godzilla. <laughs> Um, yeah, and actually, in a way, if you think about it, they kind of they kind of did Avengers: Infinity War with this one because uh, Godzilla loses, <laughs> like, like King Ghidorah wins. <laughs> yeah, I had this. I had this idea like uh, earlier today. I was thinking like, where's Rocket to give Godzilla the pep talk? Like, oh, he's never beat me. Yes, he has. Oh, he's never beat me twice. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's it. You know, that's good. That's that's a good one. Mothra is great. I think I th- I think people wouldn't be mad at a Mothra film. I like how they they really sort of tried to touch on like that one scientist like her family was like generations. Oh yeah. You know, it, it's very much like the the original Mothra um lore that's in the original, you know, series from like the 60s. So that's that's pretty cool. All right. Uh last thing, uh what if this is our last segment for the movie review? I like how that makes less sense with anything that's not Avengers related, but I'm also happy that it's still there. So, uh, mostly because I, every time I hear that little clip, I think of Thanos and his Thanos copter, and that is the greatest thing <laughs> to ever exist. What if, uh, where do we see the franchise or character going next? Um, can, this can be specifically to the franchise or just, you know, if it moves mm-hmm. beyond that into other things. This is this is pretty easy. I mean, they they basically hand walk us there. We know that King Kong versus Godzilla is coming out. Right. We get a line of dialogue, <laughs> just really forcibly thrown into the film. Oh, where they get up, Dad? It was almost like a like an ADR thing. <laughs> the Get Out Dad, Get Out Dad. What, what was that? Uh, he's like, um, I'm glad he's on our side. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for now. <laughs> That's literally what they say. They literally, they literally say it like that <laughs> with the, that is pause. Is the last line of the movie? Oh man, I don't know. It, right? Is it? It's close. It's definitely in the last like three minutes. And it's like, okay, okay, guys. But we already talked about this, right? And and we talked about this after the movie. But I'll, I'll, of course, yeah. for all you loyal CBC listeners out there, you're gonna get to hear our thoughts. Um, this is what I think they're gonna do. This is what I think they're going to do because they, there is a stinger at the end and we see Tywin. We see him have the severed head of King Ghidorah, one of the heads that Godzilla ripped off. There's flies buzzing around. It's decaying. I think Tywin's going to create some sort of serum or something because they also determine that King Ghidorah is an alien. Mm. He's going to inject it into Godzilla somehow. And it's going to make Godzilla go crazy. And then King Kong's going to have to, like, come and settle up. Oh. Oh. That's because here's the thing. They've shown Godzilla twice now in two films as sort of a hero character. Mm-hmm. Right. He's the he's the protagonist. He's he's the person you're supposed to be rooting for. He helps the humans. Twice now. So how are you, how do you make that fight happen? then? Right? How do you you how, you can't have a face versus face to use wrestling terms, right? You can't. Gotta have a bad guy. Gotta have a heel. 
So I think that's what they're gonna do. I think they're gonna they're gonna inject Godzilla, make him go a little crazy, and then that's why King Kong has to fight him. Whatever. What do you think, Sam? What if? Beautiful. Uh, my what if is like, uh, what if the next movie they do? What if they're saving that King Kong Godzilla thing? Yeah, that's the next 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 movie they're gonna do. What if the next one they do is a prequel? Let's have our cake and eat it too. We get to see that kind of like abandoned, forgotten civilization city that Sarazawa was in when he delivered the nuke to kind of revive Godzilla. Give him a senzu yeah. bean. Um, what if <laughs> he did? <laughs> what if we Yam shut the hell out of that? <laughs> that would be cool. Take it back. Take it back to the old ones, to the to the elder gods. I mean, right. Uh, the whole King of Dwarf being an alien thing is like, yes, bring some like uh, you know eldritch horror shit into this. I'm always for a Cthulhu. You know what would be really cool, and I love that idea too. To build on that. Do it like a like an apocalypto film oh, where shit. where you have like this weird indigenous language so everything is subtitled. Fuck yeah. And then but but fuck the humans anyway. They're not important in the right. story. I mean they are just like as to how they worship the gods sort of thing, but beyond that they serve no other real purpose. And then just let the like, like you said like the elder core thing, let it go. Let yeah. it run. I think that is a brilliant idea. Again, Hollywood, are you listening? <laughs> we have film degrees. We can write some stuff for you guys. I can Chris clearly has a... I still have my original one. From, oh, wow. You know, I don't know if it still works. I think it does. I don't you're, think it connects to the say, server anymore. You're going <laughs> to put me on blast and say I had something cornered? No, yeah, you've, got, you've already got a really great idea. Like, you've got a million-dollar idea. That's great. Oh. I, I, I think... And they've already they've already won so much goodwill with this film because it's really fun. It's like this really fun. Mm. It's what fans have wanted from a Godzilla film, from an American Godzilla film at least. And I think they did a really good job. So if you lean into it more and, and then do the thing that you said, I mean, money maker. It's just a money maker right there. Do you want to make money? Yeah, you do. It's the whole our society is structured that way. It's America, baby. <laughs> for now, uh, so. It's uh, a little bit of trivia. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, first uh, film debut. Again, I think she did fine. There was a, there was a couple of scenes where I was like, mm, eh, I don't know if she had the right energy for it, but, you know, mostly. Mostly she was great. Uh, here's what I was talking about. Godzilla is a little different in this film. Uh, this is this is the nerdiest, dumbest trivia fact that I could find, but I just wanted to share it with everyone because... If I'm going to be burdened with this stupid shit, <laughs> so are you all. Godzilla is noticeably taller than he was in the first movie. Hmm. Which leads to the belief that he is truly evolving. <laughs> in this film, he stands at 393 feet tall, while in Godzilla 2014, he stood at a mere 355 feet tall. Wow. This also makes Legendary Studios Godzilla the largest live-action incarnation of all time. Being nearly two full meters <laughs> taller than Shin, Go Shin Gorja, uh, Gorgira, uh, Shin which Gorgira. is the Gorgira, uh, version, and 11 meters taller than he was in 2014. <laughs> so the dude is growing. He's a growing boy. He's eating them beets. Mm-mm-mm. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Mm-mm-mm. Delicious. Uh, one thing about King Ghidorah, there are three heads. Apparently the central head, the middle head, was the dominant brain head between mm. the three. Now the other two also had brains, but they were more um, almost like servants to the center head. 
Huh. Uh, the center had supposedly had the this the the superior intelligence uh, for King Ghidorah. That did track uh, in the movie. You kind of saw them like a or like the middle one snapping at him and kind of like telling yeah, him, like yeah like, shut up like get your shit together like yeah cut it out. I'm doing stuff. <laughs> um, let's see. Do yeah. Um, I think that's that. That's pretty much it. Oh, uh, oh. So the the director, um, whose name is slipping my mind at the moment, Mike Doherty. Mike Doherty. I got it. Mike Doherty. I got it. It's Mike Doherty. Mike Doherty. Uh, his favorite monster of all time mm-hmm. is Rodan, and uh-huh. he he really hoped that he did Rodan. Uh, justice for the fans of Rodan. <laughs> so uh, he also called Rodan a wild card. You don't know where his allegiances <laughs> lie. Like, shut up, Mike Doherty. Don't say things like that. That's ridiculous. You don't need to say that. You don't. You don't need to say it. Please don't say that. I think he and I would be really cool friends. Oh my God. We get See, along so uh, well. Have a, have a great summer. <laughs> what? Like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> K um, I T. <laughs> Oh no! I forgot about KIT. <laughs> wow, wow! Really throwing it back there. Okay, so overall, we definitely recommend the film if you just want to turn your brain off a bit and have a really good time. I think okay. the cast is pretty great. Uh, Thomas Middleditch was also there um, from what, Silicon Valley and a bunch, you know, whatever else he's in. Being awkward. Uh, if you could see it on an IMAX screen, I think this film really is is one to do that with, for obvious reasons. Um, if you love science and just want to be shocked and awed throughout the whole damn thing <laughs> about like how physics and stuff work, watch this movie. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty wild, guys. <laughs> All right, any final words, thoughts on Godzilla, King of Monsters? Uh, uh. Oh, what did Sadizawa say? Oh, he he said. Oh um, God! To Godzilla as he as he's yeah. detonating the nuke. Saraba, tomoyo. Yeah. Goodbye, like, old goodbye, friend. goodbye, old friend. Right. Oof. Oh, that actually kind of made me a little sad right now. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. But yeah, see the film. Yeah, CBC listeners, if you haven't, give it a shot. Uh, but also maybe see Endgame one more time because it's it's like 70 million away from being the highest person <laughs> from the I all time. This. I love this. The, the horse race that is capitalism. I too want it to fuck up Avatar's reign as the. I just hate Avatar person. so much. <laughs> There's no real reason. Like, I get it. I get it's just capitalistic bullshit. There's no reason. But Avatar has no cultural importance Mm-mm. at all it's it's culturally bankrupt as a franchise as a as an original property it's not even clever writing we're looking for something we can't uh, get on earth uh what do we call it uh unobtainium brilliant let's just go with that no well uh, yeah oh god also plus not an original story it's fern gully guys <laughs> it's fern gully they just changed something but this fern gully okay so whatever anyway so go see if it's a movie it, it is a really great tech demo. Give it that. Uh, something that is not as much of a great tech demo, but I would argue is much more entertaining. Amazon Prime Originals, Good Omens. Okay. Mm. So this is the Terry Pratchett 
uh, Neil Gaiman penned story. Um, they just released it on Amazon Prime. It has a comic book counterpart. It's actually originally based off of a book. Mm. And Neil Gaiman, right? Neil Gaiman, so everyone, like Sandman and uh, Death and, you know, all that no, stuff. No, no? No, what? He wasn't Sandman. That was like uh, that one dude from Wings. That uh, Thomas Hayden Christensen Church, whatever, dude. He was in Man, Sideways. Yeah. Yeah, it was the wine. Yeah, and he was at No, dude, not Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, lob, lob, uh, Lobster Johnson. Yeah. So yeah, good. that that's who that's who that one was, Sandman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We mean the DC Vertigo comic, oh, Sandman. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Whatever, dude. You were a trick at anyone, you knew what it Wait, was. Wait. Um, no, that that was James Hetfield, dude. <laughs> no, dude, he was entering Sandman. Um but yeah, good omens. Uh, I saw the first episode, literally saw it today. Uh, most people have already binge watched the whole thing. Wow. I, I think, I want to say there's 10 episodes, you guys. Uh, I love, I love nerds out there that are just running through these things. <laughs> um, I don't want to give too much away. I know you haven't seen it, Chris. Yeah. I will say that the first episode does a lot of heavy lifting about sort of setting up the world and what is happening. And it clearly presents itself as this is just like almost like a prologue to what the real story is going to be. Hmm. All right. Um, but it's, it's a, it's really, it's a, it's an interesting tale. It's about an angel and a demon who are trying to work together in secret to avert Armageddon. Okay. Sort of working against heaven and hell at the same time. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's a great idea. The book is fantastic. This is a really good adaptation of it. And I've read, I've read the comic too. And the and um, the comic is a great adaptation too. So if you want to check that out, you can. But like huh. the um, the show, which also has David Tennant, Purple Man from Jessica Jones, the tenth Doctor, and he's the tenth Doctor. No, but I'm trying to give him comic. I'm trying to give his comic influence. They make comics, uh, in Doctor what, Who. He was also, um, <clears throat> oh, he's in Harry Potter, Barty Crouch. <laughs> Licking his lips. Junior, just giving it away, man. Like, <laughs> dude, what? Just be more nuanced. It wasn't his fault. I know that wasn't his fault. Um, I feel like he has another, like, another comic book role that he's done, and I cannot think of it for the life of me. Huh. Jessica Jones is a purple man. He's great. He's great as a purple man. Um, you know what? He would have been a better yeah. Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I mean, he could have been Danny Rand. He could have, yeah, he could have been Danny Rand. Anyone would have been a better Danny Rand. I mean, let's let's be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, check it out. Good Omens. Uh, I'm more, really, more than anything, this is just an endorsement of the show. I've only seen one episode, but I think, Crowd I think it might be worth it. My pee. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's get some Amazon dollars in here. Woo. That would be great. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah. For those of you who are interested, I'm saying you should give it a shot. So Go I haven't uh, caught up on The Good Place either. Uh, oh. It sounds like there's some sort of vibes like that going on here, too. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit, it's, it is a little, I guess it is a little bit like that, um, but the narrative structure feels a lot more close, closer to a series of unfortunate events. Okay. So, if you've seen that show on Netflix. Yeah, no, hard out. I'm, I'm hard pass. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> wow. Wow. Stunned. Stunned over here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, good omens. It's it's looks like it's gonna be good. I will keep watching it, and then I'll let you guys know. <laughs> um, final thing for this episode is something that I've read. Although Chris, I will at, once I'm done talking about this, and and how I guess you're gonna ask me about it. Mm-hmm. But if you have anything else that you've been reading recently, feel free to throw it out there. Oh and, Christ, yeah, uh... yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to. But if you want to. So there's a publication that came out this week. It's Batman Last Night on Earth. Ooh. And it's a black series or black label uh, story, which means it's for mature readers. Oh, yeah. It's like DC After Dark. It really is. Um, granted, there's nothing uh, sexual that happens in this issue, at least. But they do take a little like a harder dark turn with some of the <laughs> with some of the characters. Uh, so we before I actually get into like what my thoughts are on this issue, it's the first issue. Chris, you have not read this, correct? No, I haven't. So just based off what I have just said right now, and knowing the title of the book, what do you what do you think what do you think this is about like just throw questions at me all right um i'll be like yes or no or whatever okay um this might be it so immediately uh is the cause of this last night on earth uh existential in nature is everything gonna actually die is is the world gonna explode or some shit it's gonna go krypton it does seem like that is the case all right uh oh oh nice it's very a post-apocalyptic future kind of scenario all right um does batman drink to the point of engorging himself (laughs) um i don't believe i see him Uh. drink anything at any point oh miss opportunity uh because what i was envisioning uh Mm -hmm. is him Mm -hmm. like at a bar uh in his costume but without the cowl on and he's just Taking a bottle of Jack and like filling that up in the cowl and drinking out of it. Oh, okay. Because uh, <laughs> fuck the secret identity was the last time on Earth. Um, right. Go ahead. Uh, no, go go ahead. Any any other uh, any other thoughts or queries? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, does Harley Quinn show up at all? Not yet. Oh, Although I suspect. I suspect, honestly, I suspect that if she shows up, it will be in a flashback of some sort. Okay. I don't think she exists in this story (laughs) currently. All right. uh, Last one. Is there a scene where he's just fucking riding the bat pot around like uh, with a here I go again with white snake blaring out some speaker somewhere? Right. Oddly enough. Absolutely. Oh yes! Fucking <laughs> real! Amazing! No. Instant buy. Yeah. Bye. Yes. I'll take eight. Instant buy. I'll take. <laughs> yeah. Start giving him the children. Like, <laughs> um. He actually, it's funny. He does at one point sort of drive the Batmobile recklessly. Alfred does get after him. That does happen. <laughs> uh, 
Um, it's not in a. It's not in a. Um, uh, it's not in a despondent way. It's more like a determined way in which he does it. Aww. I'm honestly surprised that with the title last night on Earth that uh-huh. you did not. And I actually do appreciate it. You've you've utilized your questions, so you, you can't ask now. But I'm <laughs> glad that you didn't take this in a sexual uh, path avenue. I, mean, I really thought you would, especially after I said it was the DC After Dark sort of label and Last Night on Earth. You know, that was but, dependent on if Harley Quinn was in it or not. Okay, good point. Good point. Good point. GP, GP. Um, Gary Payton. Yeah. Yeah, Gary Payton. The glove. <laughs> Also comes in handy. Uh, <clears throat> so this story, it's, it's weird because it touches on things that are in continuity with what Batman's doing right now. Mm. But it's it's sort of time displaced in a way. So I don't think it actually is in continuity. I don't think any of the Black Label stuff is, actually. Um, but that being said, if you're familiar with Batman at all and his rogues gallery... There's a lot of stuff, and even just this first issue, that I think will will really speak to fans of Batman. I think it's a really great uh, first issue. Um, I think there's only going to be three issues in the series. Hmm. So, not a lot to have to collect or read. Um, I've already lent it to Brian. <laughs> so, he's either reading it now or will read it shortly. Um I recommend it. It's a recommend. It's a you know. It's a buy. It's I think it's five dollars twenty six. It's like a premium. six dollars. It's a prestige format. It's almost like a book. It almost feels like a like a graphic novel. Okay. Uh, it's not that long, but it's it's just got like kind of like binding and whatever. And the art's great. Um, there's a bit of a sort of a twist um, that's sort of subtle uh, at the end of the first issue, but it's very riveting. It reminds me a lot of um, Superman Red Sun. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, which, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but that graphic novel I literally read and then immediately reread. That, the whole that's thing. the one where like, Superman like uh, goes on vacation, right? And gets like a really bad suntan, like a, like a sunburn. Yeah. Like, yeah, he gets a sunburn. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so and then, he's like real sensitive to the touch, and he's like, ah, whenever Lois tries to touch him, you know, yeah. they're on vacation, and you know, gonna yeah, the, the and she gets real frustrated with the rhythm of the waves, and and it becomes a real like, like forgetting Sarah Marshall sort of scenario, <laughs> and Superman has to go write a musical about puppet vampires. It's really great, to be honest. If you haven't checked wow. out Red Sun, please check it out. Uh, all right, Chris, before we continue, is there anything you wanted to throw out there just last minute, not even on the Slack, just just out of your head? Like, anything? Mm, well, that's a dangerous question. I hear that in your voice. I right mean, now. like, it has to be, it has to be comic related <laughs> a little bit, at least somewhat. Um, no, I guess the only thing that kind of comes to mind is that uh, on Saturday mornings, I think, HBO's been showing like uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies again, like uh, this like, oh. kids programming. Uh, fucking that movie is hilarious. <laughs> it is the, the Batman, the Alfred trailer. Yeah, Slade. Yeah, fucking crack an egg on it. <laughs> I forgot about that. So you did it earlier. Stupid catchphrase. Yeah. So dumb. <laughs> 
they had, they had a lot of fun with that movie, and I'm yeah. glad they did. That's what they need to do. They really just need to stop worrying. And I know that obviously it's animated, so whatever, it's not the same thing. But like, just have fun. Just try to make the most entertaining product you can, DC. Just keep doing that. Yeah, you'll be fine. Don't worry about Marvel. Just do your own thing. <laughs> Stay true to yourself. I'm trying to give the whole fucking company a fucking pep talk right now. But just, just, you're fine. You've got lots of great properties and characters and stories to tell. Like, it, don't... If you do need help telling those stories, though. Yeah, right here. We got hands up. Hands up. <laughs> Hand down, man down. Right? So, <laughs> hands are up. Um, Alright, well, on that note, brings us to a close of another hopefully fantastic episode of combo characters thank you listeners so much we wouldn't be here without you guys we really appreciate it thank you for listening don't forget to leave us a a review either on itunes or spotify or wherever you pick up this podcast uh five stars please and the fortress until next time the fortress of potitude is closed remember we love you three thousand see you in a minute